Lord's Day 7 of the Heidelberg Catechism. That is question and answer 22. And that question asked, what then must a Christian believe? And then the answer tells us that we must believe all that is promised us in the gospel with the articles of our Catholic and undoubted Christian faith teach us in summary. And then from the next question, question and answer 23, it's very clear that these articles of our Catholic and undoubted Christian faith together compose the Apostle Creed. And so the Apostle Creed is a summary of all that we must believe. And the definition of a summary is that it is a presentation of a larger body of material in a condensed form. Now that is for sure true of the Apostle Creed. It is a very condensed form of a very large body of material. Apostle Creed is such a very condensed, such a very tightly packed statement of the Christian faith that the by itself is not quite able to bring out the awesome comfort of the truths it states in such short form. And the authors of the Catechism, of course, realize this. And, and our Lord's Day of today, this afternoon, is the beginning of their effort to unpack, to bring out the wonderful comfort, this summary of all that is promises in the gospel contains. So that by studying the catechism, we get a better understanding of all that we must believe in order to live and to die in the comfort of knowing that we truly belong to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Heidelberg Catechism is sometimes called the book of comfort. And it is called that way not so much because of the first question, what is your only comfort in life and in death, but it is called that way because comfort for the believer runs as a golden thread throughout the entire catechism. And that is immediately evident when it explains the very first article of the Apostle Creed in our Lord's Day. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. We will look at this Lord's Day and this article under the theme, The Comfort of Believing in God, the Father Almighty. And we'll see, first we look at our loving God and Father and then also our almighty God and Father. The answer of the Catechism spells it out, that the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who out of nothing created heaven and earth and all that is in them, and who still upholds and governs them by, eternal, by his eternal counsel and providence, is for the sake of Christ, his Son, my God and my Father. So, our answer begins with the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and and. That's true, of course. God the Father is first of all the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
God is the eternal father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that means that our Lord Jesus Christ's father was Christ's father from all eternity. Never was God a father without a son. Never was God a son without a father. Both God the father and God the son are co-eternal. Neither of them had a beginning. And from the Bible we know that also God the Father and God the Son are one. The Lord Jesus Christ said it in John 10 verse 30. I and the Father are one. And then the Lord Jesus said also to his Father in John 17 verse 10. He said, I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me. For they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And this means that we who belong with body and soul, both in life and in death, to Jesus Christ, we belong in the same way and just as much to God the Father. We believe and we belong to God the Father Almighty. And he loves us as his children. We read that in 1 John 4 verse 9. It says, In this is the love of God. In this the love of God was manifested towards us. That God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Our Heavenly Father loves us. And his love is an everlasting love. An eternal love. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. God the Father Almighty says to us, to his children. I have loved you with an everlasting, with an eternal love. And therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you. His love is an eternal love. And therefore, already before the foundation of the world, our names have been written by him in the book of life. So, brothers and sisters, how much, how much does our almighty God and Father love us? Before anything was created, his love for us was there. And therefore, he gave us his only begotten son. And he sent his only begotten son into this world to become like us in everything except for sin. Why? Because of our sin, we were lost. And the Lord and Savior said it. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That is what the Father wanted him to do. It is one of the things our Heavenly Father had sent him into the world for. As lost as we could possibly be, he loved us so much that he sent his only begotten Son into the world to find us. Because he desired us to be his children. And he desired that we would call him our father. And in such love, thinking about him, 
who is almighty, who holds the whole world in his hand. Such love means wonderful comfort. Because our God and Father's love is stronger than anything. So that we could read in our scripture reading that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not even our sins can separate us from his love. You need to think about that for a moment. After a whole day, let's say you didn't have a very good day. Actually, you had a real bad day. And you thought a lot of things in your mind that you should never have thought. You may even blurted out something that is absolutely awful. And then before you go to bed at night, you think about all those things. And you may still think that your Heavenly Father loves you. Yes, he loves you with an eternal, with everlasting love. If we sin, and, and we do that all the time, then God our Father does not deal with us according to our sins, but he deals with us as with beloved children. And the discipline we, we receive from him can be at times pay, pay, painful, but it comes by his fatherly hand. He didn't mean no harm. Think about it too. Things sometimes can get hard in our life, and then we look back and we say, yes, this is my father's dis- disciplining hand, and it hurts. But he didn't mean harm. He means good. Because he loves you. His fatherly hand will, all, will never fail to bring us back at his bosom. We are his children. And if we are his children, says our chapter that we read, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And if this is true, and it is, then his heaven is our home. And his angels, who always serve him, will also always serve us. And he will create a new heaven and a new earth. And he will glorify us so that we as his children are one time able to see him face to face. Because it is not only that he loves us, but he wants to be loved by us. And he knows us. And he knows that that is exactly where we so often fail. But he will make it so that one day we will answer his love with ours. In a perfect way. Our God and Father is the almighty creator of heaven and earth. Once there was nothing. But only God. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then God the Father spoke. And then heaven and earth. And light and life and the beauty of land and oceans, the splendor of, of plants and trees, and the glory of living creatures appeared everywhere, and they were to be the home of his children. They were still to be made, but they were already loved. 
That's how he loves you. And when those children rebelled against him and, and turned his beautiful creation into a valley of tears, he sends his only begotten son to save them because he loved them. He sends his only begotten son to take away the curse which we deserved. And so to open a way for a new heaven and a new earth with an all-surpassing beauty as a home for us. For he never stopped loving us. We brothers and sisters, we here are continuously under attack of our two, three sworn enemies, the, the devil, the world, and our own flesh or our old nature. And we often forget this. And when we forget this, then we stumble over temptations and we fall into sin. And yes, then, then we do grieve our God and Father deeply. And yes, then sometimes he disciplines us and, and sometimes painfully so. But we cannot ever sin ourselves out of our Father's love. And one day he will even wipe off those tears we shed during the time that he disciplines us. We all know it is true that we live in a world that is filled with sin and violence in a creation that groans as in pains of childbirth. And, and, and those groans, we can hear them become louder. And we see and we hear those groans in, in earthquakes and in floods and in wars and in rumors of wars and contagious and at times deadly diseases in the brokenness of things that were once precious. And living in such a world, we are not always exempt from the suffering. But our God and Father loves us and he is in control and not a hair will fall from your head without his will. He loves you. Sickness, pain and grief, or whatever kind of suffering may at times be our part. But if these things happen, they happen within his almighty hand, and he will turn them to our God. He does. And if you're still young, when things go wrong in your life, and, and you can really panic, because you right away think, that is how it will be now. And you should talk to those elderly of God's people. And they will tell you about many times that things were dreadfully wrong. And, and when they look back at it, Father turned it all right. He loves you. With great comfort do we find in believing in God the Father Almighty who is eternal who is the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and who is for our Lord Jesus Christ's sake also our God and Father we will find comfort also because our God and Father is as you'll see now in the second point our Almighty God and Father 
And so the answer of our catechism of the Lord's Day today they, goes on. And it says, In him I trust so completely that I do not doubt that he will provide me with all things necessary for body and soul and will turn to my good whatever adversity he sends me in this life of sorrow. He is able to do so as Almighty God and willing also as a faithful father. That's what we all wholeheartedly believe and confess. Our Father is able to do all things as Almighty God. That's what we we believe. And he's sure when we confess it, we mean it too. It's a great comfort to know that our God and Father is almighty. That he is faithful and loving. And that we therefore may put all our trust in him. We may put all our trust in him. But what a struggle that can be for us. Even in good times, let alone in times of adversity, we so easily think of God's heavenly majesty in an earthly manner. And the Lord Jesus knew this. And how did he know that? Well, he had become true man. And we read in the Bible that he had been tempted in every way just as we are. He knows how tempting it is to think just too small of our heavenly God and Father. And therefore, he taught us to address our Father. The Lord Jesus taught us to address our God and Father with our Father who is in heaven. Our God and Father is in heaven. And this means, as our catechism explains in, in the end, almost, in question and answer 121, that we may expect from his almighty power all things we need for body and soul. That's what we may expect. And still we struggle so easily and so quickly. And really the best antidote against such earthly thinking of the heavenly majesty and almighty power of God is to just remember his deeds of the past. Just sit down. Take out your Bible. And you find in the Bible the history of God's almighty deeds in regard to his people. He is the almighty God and Father who who made the oceans roar, but for his people just made a path right through it so that they could walk safely on dry feet. Think about the sun and the moon, unstoppable for any and all men and angels together, and he halted them to give his people a victory they needed. He is the almighty God who caused the sun to go back upon his journey through the firmament just to confirm a promise of deliverance of his people. Although they rebelled against him. 
for his children wandering in the barren desert, he provided bread from heaven. That's your father. And there in that same desert, he caused a rock to be the source of streams of water so that his children whom he loved could quench their thirst. He commanded the winds and they carried quails into the camp so that his children had the flesh they so dearly desired. He loved them. That's how he loves you. Nothing is impossible for him. He made an iron axe head float in water to comfort a child of him. He put such fear in the heart of his children's enemy that they fled in panic and left their food for his hungry children. He sends an angel with his power so the three of his children would not burn in a fiery oven. He closed the mouth of hungry lions so they did not devour his child Daniel. Nothing is impossible for him. Nothing but it pertains to his children. He will do anything and everything to keep them. Unrelenting but the powerful attacks of Satan and the world to prevent the coming of the promised Messiah. But when it was the proper time, our God and Father sent his son into the world to save his children from their sins. For 2,000 years, relentlessly and deadly have been the attacks of Satan against Christ's church, against God's children, against us. But this afternoon, we are here. Worshipping him. His church is still growing. Even where Christians are not welcome. Nothing is impossible for him. He will do everything. Because he loves you. And the church was completely hollowed out by heresies. And in the deadly grip of its evil leaders. Our heavenly father through the feeble efforts of a few men, cast the great reformation. Why? Because he is able, he's faithful and loving, and he wanted you to worship here this afternoon and have a place to do it. It's awesome to have an almighty God and Father who loves you, and who is faithful. Say itself, brothers and sisters, how many have been the attacks of the devil against each one of us? How many temptations that he sent our way that we fell into sin? Every day again, he's still here, finding comfort in our faith, in our God and Father Almighty. And therefore, brothers and sisters, boys and girls, every time you worry, 
You must recall all his mighty deeds from the past. Remember your God and Father's infinite love, his almighty power and his unwavering faithfulness. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And every good gift and every perfect gift is coming down from him. He does mighty things for his children every day. Our Lord and Savior told us about our God and Father when he said, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Consider the ravens. They do not sow nor reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than birds? It's a good question. How much more valuable? Eternally much valuable, more valuable. He sent his only begotten son, whom he loved, into the world to save not birds, but you. And he said, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And so, yes, our world is in a deafening tumult and chaos. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. Its waters roar and foam. And the mountains quake with its surging. But over the din of the world, we may hear that mighty God, voice of our almighty God and Father, be still. Know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And we who believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, respond by saying, the Lord Almighty is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress. He is our almighty God and Father. And therefore Satan will not ever able to pluck us out of his hand. And the gates of hell will never prevail against us, his children, against his church. He is able to comfort the deepest griefs, to heal the deadliest diseases, to save from the greatest dangers, and to forgive us all, even the most grievous of our sins, and to guide us all our lives long, until we safely arrive in our Father's house, our home. Amen.